0: Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Hi, I'm Gary Berry and together with my wife Jane, we host Hearing God, a podcast that helps people hear from God. Today we're looking at, am I hearing God or is it just me?
1: I think that's a brilliant topic, Gary, and it's something I still struggle with. Even when we were looking at what could we do this episode about, I just sense, oh, we could do it about, is it just me or is it God? And then my first thought was, was that just my thought or was it from God? Anyhow, let's share briefly just how we've heard God this week.
0: Gary? Well, I think a classic, as we were talking recently, Jane, was Last Sunday, when it comes to delivering words, about once every two months we have an opportunity at the end of our service to give words to people who come forward. What often helps me is to make a list. I just simply ask God for pictures, words, whatever, and I just list those. And for last Sunday, I had nine things. Now, one of those was a racetrack. And I'm thinking, that's bizarre, a racetrack. But then I asked God, all right, what is it about the racetrack? And I just sensed him saying, well, yes, someone's going around and around and around. Well, what happened was the lady that came, she was, I don't think she'd been a Christian long, but she had a a pre-Christian husband, if you want to call it that. And he was a guy that was into laying bets at racetracks. So to actually say that in... The context of the word that I was giving, it really, you could just see it opened her ears. It was very encouraging for me and really blew her out of the water.
1: She was so excited about that. And I know in a past episode, I think it's probably about episode 12 or 11, we've unpacked how you do your notes in your notebook and just the one word and go from there. Well, for me, yesterday I went on a walk, morning walk. Just twenty minutes, and as I was coming back, just up ahead was like a an intersection, and I saw this taxi pull up, and these crutches poke out the back, and this guy hop out and my immediate thought was, "Oh wow, this is someone to pray for that needs healing and as I watched him hop out of the taxi, hobble a bit, and he headed in directly the opposite way to which I was going. And I just went oh even though I have a desire to pray for him is that your desire at the moment God because I would have to go didn't worry me about going out of my way but I had never met this guy in my life and it just sometimes in our enthusiasm we can get a bit ahead of God. Perhaps I'm to pray for him silently and not go oh would you like prayer and Initiate a conversation when he looked like perhaps he was on the way home from hospital and just wanted to get home and he was determined. That just brought up for me, is it me or is it God? And I realised, no, that was just my thought of praying for him. I can pray silently. I just didn't sense God on going and interrupting the guy. Now, as we do this episode and as you're listening, you can actually go to our website, garyandjane.co, and you'll find show notes there for this episode. covers what we talk about, Bible verses, resources mentioned, that sort of thing. Over to you, Gary.
0: So the first principle we have to look at today is intimacy. That is, do we have to know God and what he sounds like, how he works? Now, the disciples, Jane, they were pretty fortunate. They were with Jesus 24-7, so they had a real good idea of what he sounded like and, you know, what he was like. They believed they heard him because they were with him all the time. John fifteen twenty six says, Jesus said that after he would go to heaven, the Holy Spirit would come as our comforter and advocate and continue the communication. That is spectacular.
1: So, Gary, we actually have jesus or the holy spirit god in the form of holy spirit with us 24 7 but instead of that audible voice all the time like if you're living with family and you hear their voice you recognize it instead of that we have to learn how to recognize god's voice
0: yeah that's very helpful
1: sometimes i think we'd have a misconception of what god's voice sounds like and that's where getting into the Bible, reading it, reading what God is like, and Galatians 5, 22 to 23, about the fruit of the Spirit, and God's voice sounds like that. It's loving, peaceful, full of joy. Sometimes it's that quiet, still voice from 1 Kings 19. Now, in episode three, we covered what God's voice sounds like and how it brings life and hope and Philippians
0: 4 7 says how it brings peace that's always loving, honouring, but it may convict and never condemns. It's specific about sin, but not general. It doesn't make us feel worse as a result. It always agrees with Scripture, affirms us in our identity, in relationships and purpose. It brings revelations and perspectives and understanding that we wouldn't necessarily have always come up with. That's a really good point. When I go, oh,
1: I wouldn't normally have thought that, I know it's from God. And that point about always agrees with Scripture, there's a clause in there, also the character of God. We explained about JL in episode 13 and how the character of God's really important. Jeremiah 29.11 verse I absolutely love. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. That's God's heart for us, God's intention. And when we realize that, I think it really helps us want to get to know God more and just have that relationship with him. Gary, do you have an example of recognizing
0: God's voice? Well, it's really an everyday one and sometimes I recognise it, sometimes I don't. I know that sometimes when it comes to when Jane and I have a, a misunderstanding about an issue <laughs> and I get prompted to just zip my lips, not by Jane, by God, yeah, that's very helpful in that situation when I where I just need to listen instead of being like a little chihuahua and yapping away.
1: That's a really, really good point. I have a a classic example from this last Sunday morning. So we had a prophetic team meeting an hour before church. And as I went to get out out of the car, I saw my cardigan in the back seat. Now, I was just in jeans and a T-shirt. And I thought, I don't need that. It's always really hot warm in church but my attention was drawn to the cardigan again just take it just in case and I'm like that's silly it's just an extra thing to carry I'll leave it there got inside we're put in a different room than what we normally are in and that room is always really really cold and was like just need to go out to the cardigan my cardigan I'm learning, even after all these years, I'm still learning to recognise the promptings when my attention is drawn to something to realise that's a way of God speaking to me and prompting me.
0: I have another little one from, it was just from yesterday. One of my guys was out putting some little brochures in in letterboxes just advertising our business. And he gave me an address where I was to dropped some more to him where he parked his car. And I could have gone further along the highway and in and stopped there, or I could have gone along and cut in a lot earlier and gone along this other road. Now, as I started going along this other road, I'm thinking, oh, it would have been quicker to go the other way. Next moment, there he is on the side of the road. He was walking and quite got back to his car yet. So it ended up being that little prompting to start at one end to go a slightly longer way, end up being very beneficial. And I'm glad I responded to that little prompt.
1: So, Gary, we develop intimacy through getting to know, through being with Jesus, through being attuned to Jesus, to Father God, to Holy Spirit in our everyday life. And in Episode 2, if you haven't listened to that, I unpacked John 10, 14, how the sheep hear my voice and how When we're in Israel, coming down a mountain, and we were quite noisy, making quite a bit of a a rustle, and there was this Arab shepherd with his little, probably, I don't know, eight to twelve sheep, and as we came past, our noise scared the sheep, they scattered, and this Arab shepherd said something, just one word, which we didn't know what it was, but the sheep all came back to him. And the sheep knew his voice. They heard his voice. They were listening, aware, but they knew his voice. They knew what he sounded like because that shepherd sat on the hillside with them all day. It's like hearing as a kid when you hear your mum's voice in a crowded shopping centre or as a a parent or as a mum and you're in a room and you hear a kid's cry and you know whether that's your child or not it's because you've you're with them and you know what they sound like
0: that's wonderful jane
1: our first principle intimacy spending time being attuned to father god holy spirit jesus our second principle capturing our thoughts
0: so capturing our thoughts jane can you sort of unpack that a little bit more that sounds a little bit Interesting.
1: Yeah, so 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We have the choice what we do with our thoughts. So if you find that perhaps your thoughts, sometimes you get anxious or you're feeling things, your mind's going places you don't want it to, you capture it. You stop and you go, No, I don't want to go there. And I know for me, I've made decisions. There's some theological issues I don't want to get into arguments about because it's not helpful and it doesn't produce good fruit. So I stop myself going there when people want to bring up different theological arguments. If I start to get a bit anxious or just different things, I'll go, no, I'm not going there because I don't want my mind... It's not helpful. It's not bringing good fruit. So God speaks spirit to our spirit, but also to our soul, our mind, our emotions. So God can sound like our own voice. And I think sometimes that can trip us up a little bit when we say, is it me or is it God? Because we think, well, that's just me thinking. I think back to that first thought principle that we unpacked in episode three. When I am focused on God and I'm in a good place in my relationship with God and I ask God something, I automatically capture the first thing, I capture that thought, that first thing that comes through my mind and go, even though it may sound like me, I think it's from God. Also too, we know in part First Corinthians thirteen nine. for we know in part and we prophesy in part. We don't have the full picture. There's a classic example of a leader in a church who was praying to ask God to help them see in the spirit. And this person or their child, they were doing it as a family, saw another leader in their church with all this sexual stuff. Like they saw this in the spirit all this sexual stuff around him. And it would have been easy to go, oh, this guy's in sexual sin and, you know, go to other leaders and say stuff. What they did, though, was prayerfully ask God what to do. They came to the leader and this leader was saying, hey, I'm really struggling. I'm being bombarded with all this sexual stuff. The enemy's trying to get at me. I haven't weakened, but I just need... It's spiritual warfare, and I really need prayer and assistance on how to do this. So what we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we know, we only know in part. We don't know the full picture. That's a word of caution that we need to keep that in mind with what we do. So it
0: would be fair to say when we get those things, to ask God what does he want us to do with it? Not just do the first thing we think, but actually ask God, seek real clarity, and move forward based on that.
1: And recognise that there could be so much more to the picture than what we think.
0: Mm -hmm. That's very wise, very wise. So even ask God, even say, look, is there something more to this? But to ask good questions to help clarify what God is actually saying, what he wants us to do about it. Yep. All right, how about the next principle, Jane? What is that?
1: So third principle, Gary, wrong ideology. We may have an unbelief in that we don't believe that God would be interested in us or would really want that personal, intimate relationship with us or would even want to talk to us. And that can tie in with our self-worth. Do we feel worthy and valued by God? That he would want to talk with me. There could be a disbelief. We look to false news, to culture, to what our friends say instead of first going to God. Or we may actually be fearful of the outcome if we follow through and it wasn't God. So that really delves into a lack of trust in God, his goodness and his power. Sometimes we can want God to answer in a different way. You may have heard the story of the man that was drowning and the floodwaters were coming up and he was standing on top of his house and he really needed saving. And a guy came along in a boat and he's like, no, no, I've asked God to save me, you know, don't worry. And then another guy comes in a helicopter and he's like, no, no, I've asked God to save me. We may actually not be aware of what God's doing and the answer he brings, because we're actually looking for a different answer. We may be wanting God to answer by writing on the wall, like Daniel 5, King Belshazzar. And that was actually quite a horrific thing that was written on the wall that basically I've numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. We may be wanting that audible voice. And I go, what happens if it was me and it wasn't God? If it is going to encourage and bring a great outcome, what have we got to lose? You know, I'm not saying about a huge life decision about who am going to marry or different things like that. But if it's a smaller thing, then what have we got to lose if it's got a great outcome? I sometimes find that my priorities are not God's priorities. And he often shows me something different. So after I had my first couple of sozos, and sozo is a form of pre-ministry where you look at some of the things we have experienced and believe about our own earthly father is reflected in how we view father God and how our earthly mother and our relationship with her, and we tend to project that onto the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus, you know, with our siblings or husband or close friends type thing. And after I had my first couple of Sozos, I can remember walking out of there and getting in the car and going, or the first one was in Africa, but also when I came back to Australia, getting in the car and going, wow, the flowers are brighter, the sun's brighter. I can literally feel God's goodness and God all around me and I feel like I can hear God so clearly. And even now, with our prophetic activation, it'd be great if you could just turn your heart thoughts to Father God and just ask Father God, where are you in relation to me right now? Now that may seem like a silly question, but just go with this. Just close your eyes and just picture, try and picture where Father God is. Is he beside you? In front of you? Behind you? Across the room? Maybe you can't even see him, And then just go, Father God, what do I need to know about this? And then for a few moments, just change your focus to your earthly father. So if Father God, you saw him across the room, perhaps you might want to forgive. Father God, I forgive my earthly father for being distant. For not hugging and giving me physical comfort. Maybe for being seen and not heard. And just explore that a bit. If he's behind you for being not present in the way that you needed him to be. And then after you've unpacked that, just, Father God, I'm sorry for believing that you would be the same. And I'll repent of that. And I ask you, Father God, to forgive me of believing that you wouldn't want to be close to me. That you wouldn't value me. I repent of that. That you wouldn't want to hear me and speak to me. And then whenever we have an interaction with Father God, we give over that stuff to him. And then we say, Father God, what would you love to show, tell or give me in return? So just unpack that a bit with God. Both of us have asked Father God what he would love to say to a listener. Gary, do you want to go
0: first? Yeah, look, I just have a sense that God's wanting to give you a language to understand him, a special language today. Now, I know that sounds a little bit out there, But I think that God's going to give you a way that he's going to communicate uniquely to you and you will just know that it's God and it's just going to really encourage you and build you up in your faith and in your capacity to hear him.
1: Oh, I love that. I'm actually going to look and see what new way God would love to speak to me that is intimate with me Hmm. today. It's like I call it God kisses, that I know that when I see a certain flower, it's like God's, pointing it out to me and going, oh, this is just between you and me, Jane. Mm. I actually saw a picture of hands cradling a mug of coffee or tea, but it was a comforting picture. And it was to remind you that the Holy Spirit sees you, hears you, he values you. And I just had this overwhelming sense that God is working behind the scenes and will blow you away with the answer to a concern you have. Gary, would you like to finish with prayer?
0: Yeah. Father, I just thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are a God that loves each one of us, that you want intimacy with us, and that. Wow, that you speak to each one of us and may we just have such intimacy with you. May we grow in our capacity to hear from you, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. May we be open to your little nudges, to the pictures, to the senses, to the words you give us. Father, just thank you for everyone who's listening to this podcast. Just bless them today, no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing at this moment. Just bless them. May they know that you are present with them now. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: We would love your feedback on the Hearing God podcast so that we can make sure it continues to meet your needs. So we've developed a survey. And if you go to garyandjane.co forward slash survey. So garyandjane.co forward slash survey. You have an opportunity to fill that in on your thoughts and desires and there's also an opportunity to win a $50 Amazon gift card not sponsored by Amazon in any way thank you so much for listening